I never thought we would get here, you guys. There's just no possible way I thought this was even going to happen ever remotely. Like, there's no way. Like, I never thought it. Um, I still don't know how to feel about it. I'm, uh, my gut reaction, initial reaction is I was upset. Um, I have a bunch of people texting me and messaging me on Instagram because they know how I feel about this particular player. But, yeah. Jesus. Um, if you didn't know, based off the title of the podcast alone, you kind of know what the deal is, okay? The Los Angeles Lakers have acquired, you know, superstar, bona fide, you know, one of the best players of all time, um, nine-time all-star, two-time scoring champ, MVP of the 2016-2017 season, uh, you know, all-time triples, double, triple-doubles leader, um, you know, native to Southern California, UCLA student, you know, student athlete, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is now a Laker. Okay. This has been a really crazy day for sports fans here in LA. A lot has happened. Obviously, Russell Westbrook's now a Laker, but I, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't make mention very quickly that the Dodgers acquired Max Scherzer and Trey Turner from the Washington Nationals. They gave up their first pro, their number one prospect in Keeper Ruiz, who's a catcher. They didn't need him because Will Smith is up and he's going to be their catcher for the next 10, 11 years. And they gave up Josiah Gray, who's a great starting pitcher, 23 years old. Uh, he's been in the system, their system for a long time. They've held on to him. They thought he was going to be the next you know, guy to come up. But they have Mad Max now because they know what that is. You trade proven for unproven every single day of the week. You take the proven commodities. Now you have a top three shortstop in the league in Trey Turner, who's probably going to wind up playing center field when Corey Seager gets back. And you have Max Scherzer, who is just one of the most electric pictures of the last, you know, 10, 10 years. And you bolster that with your rotation now that has Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias, Walker Bueller, Max Scherzer, and, and Danny Duffy. I think if I'm saying his name right, they just got him in a trade from Kansas City as well as a solid starting pitcher to go along with their, you know, suspect bullpen. Uh, yeah, so the Dodgers are kind of poised to do this thing again with, uh, with the lineup of Justin Turner, Max Muncie, Bellinger, Betts, Trey Turner, Corey Seager, Chris Taylor, Max Muncie, Will Smith with Gavin Lux off the bench. Oh, and AJ Pollock. So I had to mention that, you know, before I get going with the rest of the uh, with the rest of the Russell Westbrook talk, but yeah, so the Dodgers made a big splash today. And it's also kind of ironic that the two teams in Washington, the professional teams being the Wizards and the Nationals, traded their superstar players to the teams in in Los Angeles, you know with the Lakers and the Dodgers, with Max Scherzer and Trey Turner going to the Dodgers, and, of course, Russell Westbrook going home to Los Angeles. But that's enough baseball talk, you guys, because uh, if you've been following the podcast, you've been following CamCast for a while, and if you know me personally, you know how I feel about Russell Westbrook. I He has been one of the players I have not been able to stand for years, for years and years and years. Um, I think he's the most inefficient player I've ever seen play basketball in my entire life. He's a stat patter. You know, he's got a horrible jump shot, but he shoots. For some reason in the fourth quarter, he thinks he needs to have the ball in his hands and take a, you know, a three-point shot, which is not his game and it's never been his game. I mean, he's a career 30% three-point shooter. In a time where, you know, point guards are shooting threes and making threes at a high clip, he's near the bottom of the league every single year. Uh, two years ago, he shot 25% when he was on Houston. Okay, in the playoffs when they were in the bubble, 
the Lakers sagged basically 15 feet off him when he was at the three-point line to try to get him to shoot threes. And it worked. And that's pretty. That's one of the main reasons why we were able to beat the Rockets because Westbrook shot them out of every single game. And people always wonder why I don't like Westbrook. I don't care about him personally. It's whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know these guys personally. Who am I to have any type of opinion on him? Westbrook's game is just ugly. Okay? He's always he's running around a million miles per hour, out of control. He shoots shots he shouldn't be shooting. Um, he, the only time he's fun to watch is when he's in transition, and that's because he's so athletic. You know, he's so athletic, and I, there's there's nothing I could take away from that. But he's 32 years old, going on to his third, age 33 season, and that athleticism at a certain point is going to go away. I mean, it, it hasn't really gone away yet. He's still jumping out of the gym, but the point is, he's never had those type of skills to be able to, you know, back up the rest of his game, you know, like like a jump shot or, you know, being really good pass. He's never been a great passer. The reason why he is such a good passer is because he's so athletic. He goes into the heart of the defense and kicks it back out to an open player. He makes some incredibly bonehead mistakes. His career average in turnovers, he averages four turnovers a game for his career. Last year he was almost a five. He was four point eight. Um, three se- four seasons ago, he was at 5.4 turnovers per game. That's just it's ridiculous. His free throw percentage has gone down since his first eight season, seasons in the league. He's shooting about 65% last year. It's not good. He, but he averaged 22 points, you know, 1.5 steals, 11.7 assists, 11.5 rebounds as a guard. That's incredible. Those, those rebounding numbers are incredible. Okay, that's all hustle because... That's what Russell Westbrook is. He's an amazing hustle player. He will give you 110% every single game. The problem is he will give you 110% every single game. Sometimes you don't need to be going a million miles per hour with your hair on fire to be able to play in the NBA. Sometimes you have to be cool, calm, and collected when the situation shows itself. And that's always been my problem with Russell Westbrook. He does not know how to pace. He doesn't know how to play the game, you know, in an, in, an, in an instance where you need to be able to change up your pace. He knows one speed, and that has always been his problem. He cannot move at a slower rate, and that's the reason why his efficiency is so low. You can argue with me all you want. I don't care. I know what I see just based off of you know how many games I've seen Westbrook play. And a lot of that has changed. I will say this. In Washington last year, he seemed to be a lot more uh, willing to change uh, – to change how he plays. And I think part of that is he had a lot of respect for Bradley Beal. So he deferred to Bradley Beal a little bit. And I think that kind of helped Westbrook's game. When Westbrook is not the main scoring option or the the offense isn't tailored to him, I think it benefits them. Because Westbrook's best years were when KD was the number one. And sometimes, you know, Harden was the number two coming off the bench. Um, but when Westbrook's your, your number one option, you're just not going to win a lot of games because... You don't know what you're going to get day in and day out. There are some games he looks amazing, right? He's making the right decisions. He's playing great. And then he'll go through like a two-week stretch where he can't hit the broadside of a barn. You know, he like if he were to throw a basketball into the ocean, he would miss every single time. He's making bad, you know, he's he's he gets so emotional in the game that anytime somebody does something to him, he makes a stupid foul. Like that's always been my problem with Russell Westbrook is his head is not for winning. He's, he seems like he's always been there for stats. Um, I can't tell if he genuinely wants to win. I know people have told me in the past, oh, you know, people say that he's a great teammate. I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Like, I have no idea. I don't, I just go based off of what I see. I cannot go based off of what people have said about Russell, Russell, Wethel, Westbrook. That's the other reason I hate him. I can't say his fucking name. 
Russell Westbrook. However, I will eat some crow here. Let's take a look and see what the Lakers actually gave up to get this trade going. They gave up Montrez Harrell, who just opted in today and now got traded to the Wizards, who had $10 million on his contract. Okay, They gave up Kyle Kuzma, who we knew we had to get rid of. He was not going to be back in the Lakers next season. He, would, he was pretty bad last season, really inconsistent. Didn't try to score a lot, and that, a lot of that's not his fault. He's, you know, he was basically the fourth option on this team, sometimes the fifth option. Coming off the bench, he was asked to do a lot more rebounding, a lot more defense, and he did those things well, but he lost his jump shot, his, his jumper, jump shirt, his jump shot. He lost his jump shot, and he lost his, his drive and his will to get to the basket like he had his first two seasons. So we traded him, and he had $17 million in his contract, so that's $27 million so far. And then we traded KCP. We finally traded KCP. We traded him probably two, three, two or three years too late. Um, I've never been a big KCP fan. He's he's this really streaky shooter. Sometimes he's on, sometimes he's off. But he was uh, owed $17 million uh, for next season as well. So that was going to be, what, 17, 17 is 34, plus 10 is 44. Okay? So, no, he was 13. So 13 and 17 is 30, so 40. Roughly $40 million. I was doing quick math right there. $40 million plus the number one pick, which they traded to the... Uh, the Wizards, but the Wizards took that pick and traded it to Indiana, so the Wizards wound up getting Aaron Holiday out of it. It's not a bad pick. I'd rather have Aaron Holiday than the guy they drafted as well. So when you really break it down, honestly, the Lakers didn't give up a lot. Montrez Harrell's never going to be that guy he was two years ago for the Clippers. He kind of got figured out in that bubble playoffs when he couldn't do anything. He wasn't good for us last season. KCP, he's already hit the prime of his career. He's not going to be anything more than what he is. Basically a downgrade version of Danny Green when Danny Green was in his prime. And Kuzma's going to be on a bad team. So Kuzma will probably average between 18 and 21 points next season. He just will. You know, they're gonna he's going to get a lot of shot opportunities. He's going to be the number two option on that team behind Bradley Beal. Maybe the number three, depending on what goes on with Rui Hachimura. But, you know, Kuzma will probably start. And I hope he does. I kind of feel bad for him, actually. He got a bad rap. And he just, you know... It was one of those things where he was asked to take on a certain role and, you know, he did his best. He really did. Um, it's just one of those things. So it's just going to be one of those things where he, you know, he gets his fresh start. And I'm cool with that because I have nothing against Kuzma. I thought Kuzma was a really good player for us. Looking back on it, I really wish we would have kept, you know, Alonzo Ball or Ingram, but it's fine. You know, Kuzma won his championship. What happened to Kuzma is he got really engulfed in the L.A. lifestyle and a lot of the fans started turning on him. And I get that. It happens. You know, you got a guy like Tyler Hero down in Miami who, for whatever reason, blew up his rookie season when he was in the bubble. Realized he's not as good of a player as he thinks he is, or he hasn't realized it, but everybody else has. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Same song and dance. You know, the, the caveat with that one is those two actually dated the same girl and Tyler Hero got her pregnant, but that's a whole different issue. Um, <laughs> fools. These fools, you know, these these young kids are so stupid. They got to be careful with that stuff. Um, that whole P.J. Washington story, if you guys have heard about that, that's a mess. I feel bad for that guy. But you got to be smarter than that. You got to, you know, whoever's having their, having their back on some of their decisions, they got to do a better job. But overall, you're going to be surprised by my take on this one. As much shit as I've hurled at, Ru on, at Russell Westbrook over the years, or over the years, well, definitely over the years, like personally when I'm having conversations, but over the last year in terms of, you know, the podcast, because I've only had the podcast for about uh, 13 months, 14 months, thir 13 going on 14 months. So, you know, but it, it hasn't been a very pro Russell Westbrook podcast. It just haven't. I'm not a pro Russell Westbrook guy. However, the more I started thinking about it, the more I'm, 
the more I'm like, okay, that'll be actually really good for AD. AD is probably going to have the best season we've ever seen from him, having two guys continually set him up over and over and over again. But then it you know, makes me think, what about the rest of the roster? So we had the big three. We have LeBron. We have AD. We have um, uh, Westbrook. We have Westbrook. Marcus Gasol has one more year on his contract. Assuming we sign back Alex Caruso, Taylor Horton Tucker, we got six guys. Okay. There's a chance we bring back Wesley Matthews. I don't think we're bringing back Drummond. But the Dennis Schroeder piece is interesting, guys. Because Dennis Schroeder is actually a restricted free agent. And you can do some type of sign-in trade with Dennis Schroeder to be able to get somebody else onto the team that will fit into the cap space. They, you're Basically, you're if you let Dennis Schroeder walk, you're basically walking out on cap space. But if you sign him because you can sign your own guys and go past the cap to sign your own guys, then you can use that piece to trade for another guy. You get what I'm saying? There are a handful of teams that would really enjoy Dennis Schroeder. The Kings are not one of them, so Buddy Heald is off the market. The Kings have two point guards, and they drafted another point guard in tonight's draft, Davian Mitchell from uh, from Baylor, who's going to be an amazing on-ball defender. He's just really undersized. I think he's going to be like a Tony Allen-type player, just amazing defense. Um, the one team that is really, really wanting Dennis Schroeder is his old coach from the Thunder, and that's Billy Donovan. And Billy Donovan is now the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. Okay. The Chicago Bulls have a couple of really intriguing options that the Lakers might want to take a look at if they're trading Dennis Schroeder. One of them, in my opinion, that would be a perfect fit for us. It, well, there's two of them. One that I I didn't I one that I think would be a perfect fit is Laurie Markkinen. Okay, I'm not sure if if Dennis Schroeder alone gets it done for Laurie Markkinen. Maybe Laurie Markkinen's kind of you know ceiling has kind of ran out and he's overstayed his welcome in Chicago. I would take Laurie Markkinen in a heartbeat. He's a, he's a solid four. A uh, great three-point shooter, plays hard, good rebounder, you know, still has a lot of potential on him. And on a team where he'll be like the fourth or fifth option, it's ideal for him. He was asked to be the second option, second or third option on the uh, on the Bulls. Well, now he's the third because Vucevic and Levine are there. But no, marketing would be an amazing get for Dennis Schroeder, for, uh, you know, in that type of trade. The other one I think that would be really good on the Bulls would be Kobe White as another backup point guard, which... Man, I would love to have Kobe White. He's a Tar Hill. You know, he was there for one year, but he is just an explosive point guard. So much bounce, great shooter, tons of energy. The all-time leader in, in uh, North Carolina for high school scoring. Um, I'm just a big Kobe White fan, and I have been since he, you know, became a Tar Hill. Um, I would love that. But there, there, I'm sure there are another couple other trades that we would be able to trade Dennis Schroeder to because he's definitely not coming back next year. Andre Drummond not coming back this year. Uh, possibly Markeith Morris will come back next year. That actually is a possibility. Um, who else? Who else? Who, am I, who else am I missing? Let me pull up the uh, the page real quick because I got all that s- s- stuff. Um, Dudley will be back, obviously. He's just a glue guy. Matthews is a maybe. Macklemore is a guy that they'll probably bring back. Um, I would. He's a solid shooter, great defender. So I would definitely bring back Macklemore. So you have like... You know, three to four roster spots that they need to fill, and they need to bring another another center on board. Somebody that they had, you know, the year when they won the championship. I really think the Lakers should bring back Dwight Howard. I really think they should bring him back. I think that he was a great piece for us. He was still good in with the Sixers, but he had some type of you know newfound confidence when he played with the Lakers that he hadn't had in a while. He was really enjoying the game. When he was a Laker, and I think that if we can get that version of Dwight Howard back, he would be very serviceable for us on a championship run. You know, because at this point, you know, with this Lakers team and this big three, 
this is a an all or nothing type of deal for the Lakers, and I, I think they're going to get it done. Um, it's just, it's really, if you guys know me, you know that it's just, I'm kind of over the NBA because of these super teams. It's just not as fun as it used to be. It's really hard to watch. And, um, but at the same time, these are my Lakers, you know, I love the Lakers and I know if we win a championship, I'm going to be happy at the end of the day. I'd, I'd much rather have Russell Westbrook on the team than Chris Paul. Cause Lord knows I fucking hate Chris Paul. Jesus. I don't think I've ever hated more an NBA player more in my life than Chris Paul. Something about the way he looks and he's just a crybaby and he's a dirty player. And God, I, I think the only person that hates Chris Paul more than me is Rayshon Rondo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm not a hundred percent on this trade. I'll never be a hundred percent on Russell Westbrook in a Lakers jersey. I just God, this is like a worst case scenario for me. First, LeBron joins the Lakers. You know, obviously I had my gripes with LeBron. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. LeBron wasn't my favorite player. Westbrook's not my favorite player. And now they're both on my team, and I'm I'm forced to to deal with it. You know, that's why I'm kind of making this pod to kind of be like a, a, a basically a journal for all you people that know I hate Westbrook and so you can hear my actual thoughts. Um, and they're not super positive because I don't want him here, but I don't want LeBron here either. But this is this is what it is. You know, this is what we have to deal with. I guess I say deal with, even though we're most likely going to win a championship. That sounds really ungrateful, but at the same time, like I don't give a shit because I, I don't like Westbrook. I don't like his style of game, you know. I will say this about Westbrook. He loves, he loved Kobe, idolized Kobe. So I understand that. And a lot of his mentality, I can see some of it being Kobe-esque where he just puts it all on the court every single night. Something LeBron will never have. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts, you guys. As always, um, make sure you're following on Instagram. That's at cam.cast, K-A-M.K-A-S-T. Make sure you're following on YouTube, liking, subscribing on everywhere you go. Um, share the page. Okay. If you could share the channel, share the YouTube, uh, uh, share the YouTube channel, the Spotify, the Apple podcast, share the, the Instagram page, really tr- getting a lot of good traction recently, getting a lot of, uh, you know, videos under my belt, all this good stuff. And, uh, I'm just really excited to continue to make more and more things because we got a lot of good things coming up. Um, a lot of sports things are coming up. A lot of movie things are coming up. We got more Marvel stuff coming up and I'm just really excited. I'm just really excited for all the Marvel things that are coming up so the channel can kind of expand. I do more movie reviews and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, you guys, just really excited, really happy to get this thing going. And uh, thank you for listening, as always. All right, peace and love. Thanks.